0: It's a crisp, refreshing feeling, crystal clear and light. America's drinking seven up, and it sure feels right. Feeling lucky seven. Kevin, stop singing. Kevin. Huh? What's the singing guy? I'm standing right next to you, and you're f***ing singing. Cut it out.
1: Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the music. You can't have The Pretender's first album. That's mine I bought it You did not The catchphrases
0: Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? And the wannabes Sometimes I see you dance around the house in my underwear Doesn't make me Madonna Never will Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s Can
1: you say stuck in the 80s? Welcome to Stuck in the 80s, it's your host Steve Spears and Brad in LA. And today we honor TV commercials from the 80s that have become true earworms. He put creatures in our bodies to control our minds. Made us say lies.
0: Stuck in the 80s is supported by the 80s Cruise. Join me and Spearsy on the Royal Caribbean Mariner of the Seas in March 2022 for an amazing trip back in time. Headliners for the cruise that week include The Human League, ABC, 38 Special, Berlin, Morris Day and the Time, Belinda Carlisle, Dire Straits Legacy, Modern English, John Parr, and many more. Use the promo code STUCK when booking to go back to summer camp with us and get $200 cabin credit. Go to wwwthe 80 for more details.
1: Would either of you like another cup of coffee? I will, but Jim won't. I think I will have another cup of coffee. Jim never has a second cup of coffee at home. Hey, everyone. It's us. <laughs> Did you miss us? <laughs> How much green tea has Steve had today? Oh no. Oh no.
0: Can I get you anything, Mr. Trainer? Coffee, tea, me. <laughs> Isn't she right?
1: Not not as much as I should have, let's put it that way. Um you know, you know what I noticed when you're reading that promo for the eighties cruise is you know, that, that last episode where we where I went kind of overboard with the whole Berlin? Belinda thing. You'd think that yeah. somebody would have either written in to just kind of chide us for being our foolishness, jerk holes, but I'm just going to guess that probably nobody listened, so you know, just download it. I don't care if you listen, just download it, yeah, exactly, anyway, so we had this idea this week, and we thought it'd be fun, <laughs> like we think a lot of things will be fun when we dream of them at three in the morning and send some of them to are. each other, some of them less so, <laughs> some of them are Berlin, some of them are Belinda. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know why I'm going back to that, but the idea was we we did a show, you know, about a year or so ago about marketing campaigns of the eighties. There was f- four or five of us for that show. Four yeah, of us were I cast a thousands, and we all picked like a really monumental ad campaign. of the oh, 80s. Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, it's funny because when you started, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but then I remembered the Gail saying, "This is your brain on drugs,"
1: right. So I was thinking about it this week and I was playing old commercials from the 80s on YouTube during the workday as as I tended to. And I kind of realized that what I miss so much about commercials from the 80s is that they still had really good jingles. Yeah. These days, fortunately or unfortunately, thanks to YouTube and stuff like that where you can skip a a commercial after five or ten seconds – there's no, there's no time for like a real great storyline or a, a nice song to be sung out or, you know, any sort of American poetry to take place. Uh, yeah. They, they got to get the message in fast, you know. When
0: do you <laughs> actually see commercials? The only time I see commercials <clears throat> is when I'm watching soccer on the weekends because – Right. And even then it's just a halftime, which is brilliant.
1: I don't even have live TV anymore. I can't watch commercials. The <gasps> only time I see commercials are <clears throat> when it's – when I'm watching streaming – when I'm watching YouTube. You haven't seen
0: the, uh, the Geico commercial with uh, Tag Team helping prepare dessert? Scoops, there it is. Scoops, <laughs> there it is. Oh, it's hilarious. I know it's not 80s. Sorry, folks. I know that's early 90s. But that commercial, first time I saw it, I died oh, laughing.
1: vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Scoop, this, scoop this, I-, I saw it because I have live TV during football season, American football season. Got it. Just to ruin your story. Oh, that's okay. Crumple it up. I'll just edit that part out. So for this week's show, and I hope this will become a series, but we'll see. We're going to honor five commercials that were some of the ultimate earworms of the 80s. And if, if you're wondering what is an earworm, you're listening to the wrong show. First, <laughs> we need you to go watch Wrath of Khan.
0: Yes. And now imagine that creature in your brain, instead of telling you what to do, just sings the same song over and over again until you want to drive a screwdriver into your ear.
1: Yes, exactly. So, and as we all know from the history of Stucky Natives, the only way to cure the earworm is to hum the theme to uh, the 18. Use it when you need to during this week's show i usually use led zeppelin but that would work too comes down to making out whenever possible put on side 1 of led zeppelin 4 da 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 anyway try that <laughs> too i'm going to hear that in my nightmares tonight when i wake up cold and sweaty um, it won't be from the the gin or the bourbon it'll be from Brad and his da na na da na
0: you want me to record
1: you a little a little recording of that you could use it on yeah. your phone for the one time every 6 months that you actually call me we can do that Well yeah it'll, your, it'll your tone
0: when you send me a text is uh the pitfall uh swing on the
1: vine sound Bam. Is it really no 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 yep Wow I'm kind of honored I really like, I'm smiling which Excellent. most people know I don't do very often Anyway Meanwhile, enough, back uh, at the ranch. Enough, enough with the self-deprecation. Let's get going. Here's the first earworm of the 80s ad world. I drink Dr. Pepper, don't you know? And the taste is making peppers everywhere I go. I'm a pepper, he's a pepper, we're a pepper. Uh, what's a pepper? Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? The taste is going to knock you out. The more you drink, the more you shout. You like to be a pepper be a pepper, uh, be a pepper.
0: <laughs> God. I, suddenly i I feel like cavorting in the streets with a white button down shirt and a snappy
1: black vest. yes, of course you do because you're American. <laughs> this is a fun campaign like i I don't think I even drank Dr. Pepper. I think this is one of those campaigns that actually worked hmm. i' don't, I'm pretty sure that probably circa nineteen You know, late 70s, early 80s. I was probably just drinking regular old – actually, I can tell you exactly what I was drinking. I was drinking Winn-Dixie grocery store generic brand strawberry soda. (laughs) Oh, no. Strawberry soda. I know. But pretty bad. Anyway, here's the story. Most people might know that Dr. Pepper actually dates back prior to the invention of Coca-Cola. It goes to 1885 and it was actually first marketed as like a – uh, cure for uh indigestion um yeah. it, was, it promised to restore vim vigor and vitality and mm. anytime you have three v's in a row that's not that's never a good thing
0: that's kind of a lot of sodas came from that background though didn't they like of the time like yes, kind of did. patent medicine
1: right can't we just drink it because it tastes good no uh, yeah no it's <laughs> good for you okay so It pepper starts in nineteen seventy seven and goes all the way to nineteen eighty three have you ever seen the shirts that say "Be a Pepper" on them? Oh, sure. I, I owned one, and I, I was so proud of it. If I still had it, I would have it stuffed into a pillow, and I would I would snuggle with it at night. <laughs> I wonder if I could still get one of those. That'd be great, actually. Um, but through through the course of the campaign, a lot of people sang the you know "Be a Pepper, Drink Dr Pepper" because it's burned into our brains now. Because Michael Jackson. As hell. Michael Jackson, Sattler Brothers, Little River Band, Mm. Ray Bolger, a.k.a. The Scarecrow.
0: Oh, so good. So good.
1: But the the mythical character that Brad's referring to is, of course, David Naughton, the actor. The actor? (laughs) And he would become kind of the face of Dr. Pepper for for several years until – and this is what blows my mind – until he appears nude – in American Werewolf in London, at which case he gets fired. Point of order. He was wearing balloons. He was not
0: naked. He was wearing balloons.
1: <laughs> not when he was in – oh, that's right. He was wearing balloons. Well, I guess at which one he point. Stole. he stole. Yes. Crime.
0: Same, shameless. <laughs> shameless balloon thief. <laughs> Lee's zoo. Film at 11. Come
1: 1983, for whatever reason, I, I don't know what kind of brain damage the execs at Dr. Pepper what had. What exec me. came up with that? No, just to, to to undo it, like to yeah, do something. I can't believe they walked away from it. Uh, and they change it to Doctor Pepper made a pepper out of me. <laughs> okay, there's um, a
0: trivia question that would get us murdered. Yeah, they wouldn't even wait until trivia was over. They'd just all rise up somehow. They'd have pitchforks and torches under their chairs, and they'd yeah. kill us right there on the it stage. Just
1: be, it'd just be this really bad, like D level slasher movie scene, you know? Yeah. Oh, by the way, another bit of trivia that would probably get us killed. And uh, the 1986 movie Short Circuit, one of the lines that uh, uh, Johnny Five says is, Wouldn't you like to be a Pepper, too?
0: Wouldn't you like to be a Pepper, too? What is
1: going on? I, I don't know. Uh, that I would never have remembered. That's amazing. I still love Dr. Pepper, but uh, I'm trying to go on this no soda thing. Yeah. For the rest of my life. <laughs> Or at least for a a couple months and see if I can't break the hold that it has on me. And I I just drink drink a lot of Diet Coke. Yeah. I'm in New York right now with the future wife. And one of the promises I made to myself was no no soda while I'm in New York. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I quit drinking soda
0: too. I do like Dr. Pepper, but I can't remember the last time I had one. I think the only time I really drink soda anymore is on the cruise when I switch my drink preference to uh, bourbon and
1: ginger. I said, I don't get ginger as a mixer, but I don't judge works you. For you. Why are you judging me? <laughs> let's judge this next commercial. Why don't okay, we? Okay,
0: let's do it. I'm going to drop this bomb on you. Here we go. No little cinnamon gum freshens breath longer than big red.
1: So kiss a little longer, laugh a little longer, stay close a little longer, longer with me. Through it. Your fresh bread
0: goes on and on While you chew it, say a little make
1: it a little longer Big red gum, Steve, if you're gonna chew gums, chew cinnamon gum. That's where it's at No uh, I, I can I say it right now? I just want to get this over with because if I forget to say this during the show, I'm going to be really angry. I okay. hate cinnamon gum. <gasps> really? It feels, oh, like, see, it, it feels like my tongue is swelling up in my mouth. Cinnamon. I'm allergic to cinnamon.
0: Two things. A, I don't really chew gum because it makes me hungry. Like, I chew gum, you're chewing it, and, like, 20 minutes later, your stomach's like, where's the food, dude? You've been chewing for 20 minutes. <laughs> Got a sense of the here. But if I'm chewing gum, I would prefer something cinnamon. Yeah. I
1: want spearmint.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Place. Steve Spears mint. I didn't even think of it that way. Big Red was introduced in the mid 70s. We're not going back that far on purpose. It just kind of happened. You know, like Juicy Fruit, which is okay, I guess. It's just the flavor disappears so fast. Yeah. But Big Red has its own jingle, which we just heard, and it was used from 77 until 1998. So, wow. For a long time. That's fitting. It's fitting the words to the jingle. It makes it all make sense. The marketing strategy they came up with was to promote the concept of long-lasting, fresh breath.
1: Oh, so that's the little longer comes right. from that. Yeah. Okay. they you know,
0: kind of trying to play on the, on the, you know, Dentine, the big competition in the cinnamon gum space. That's a teeny little stick of gum. You know, how much flavor can you get that teeny little stick of gum? You're doing all the marketing work for them right now. I know. I
1: know. Can you even get Big Red
0: gum anymore? I don't know. I don't I, buy I gum. I think
1: so. I think so. It's it's referenced in the movie Talladega Nights. I'm rookie Bobby. If you don't chew Big Red, then... You. The only kind of gum I get now are the kind of comes in the little shaky, like the little bottle. Oh, mm-hmm. the yeah, little chiclet kind of. Just give me that. Gum. And and now that I, I work from home, there's not. I don't have that manic need to like eat fifteen pieces of gum a day before I head into a meeting. So, mm. I wonder if the gum market is kind of suffering during the the lockdown. That's a good question. That,
0: I I kind of the same. I always had a tin of mints on my desk, and I would just eat them out of habit like little altoid yeah. minis.
1: But that was the only reason. And not you so just much anymore. You don't have them hanging around the house. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh man. Well, yeah, no, I just I just can't get, I can't get down with the cinnamon gum. I just I remember Big Red in particular and it was real popular. I mean, it was it was the cool oh, yeah. it was the cool gum to eat in and you know in the 80s. But it was just I will say one one thing that my my older sister will
0: have maybe a less fond memory of Big Red gum. I went to visit her one time when I was either just out of college or still in college and so it was one of those bring your laundry trips so i brought my dirty laundry up and i did my laundry and i was like the last load was in the dryer and i was going to go as soon as it finished drying and i opened up the dryer and i'm like oh um hey looks like i left an entire jumbo pack of big red gum in my wash and it's plastered (laughs) all over the inside of your dryer okay gotta go you
1: left you didn't clean it (laughs) so i left (laughs) Yeah, it was like a six-hour drive home, man. I had to get I've, I've had to do that the cleaning the inside of the dryer from gum and something like that. That's ah, the worst,
0: man. It probably would have been easier to just, you know, like burn the house down and start over
1: yeah. than to actually scrape. <laughs> but all I bet it smelled. Out. I bet the dryer and all the clothes smelled. One, wonder- <laughs> it smelled amazing. <laughs> hmm. If they had cinnamon-flavored uh, fabric softeners, I think I could get behind dryer <laughs> sheets. <laughs> Oh, ding! That
0: was the week Brad Williams finally <laughs> scored with a chick.
1: Uh, Your clothes smell so good. Podcast over, we finally found our revenue source. <laughs> oh, God. Okay.
0: Oh, please. So those are
1: catchy. But I think the next one might be the catchiest one so far. Here we go.
0: I don't wanna grow up. I'm a toy's ruskin. They got a million toys and toys and that I can play with. I don't wanna grow up. I'm a toy's kid. They got the best for so much less. You really flip your lid from bike to train to. B.
1: Who doesn't know every single word of this jingle? Who doesn't? It really flips my lid. Toys R Us was founded way back in 1957. If you want to consider the idea that Charles Lazarus, that's when he started adding toys to a furniture store that he ran. Oh, interesting. Over time, it would finally become the behemoth that would become Toys R Us. I guess at its peak, it had about 800 stores in the U.S. and 800 stores outside the U.S. But then... Business models did not adapt. I don't know what the current status is. It seems to change weekly. Like, it'll go out of business, and then somebody will buy the name. Then it goes out of business, and then somebody buys the name. So, you know, check the big tote board on Wall Street for the current status. Um, The story here, though, is kind of interesting. The jingle was written by Linda Kaplan Thaler, which you cannot say with a mouth of uh, Big Red Gum. Green tea, Diet Coke, or (laughs) Big Red Gum. It was the early 80s. She was a junior copywriter at the J. Walter Thompson Ad Agency. And it was her job to come up with a, a catchy tune for this toy company. And so... With the help of a guy named James Patterson, future crime novelist, (laughs) they come up with the catch line, you know, I'm a Toys R Us kid. It kind of goes from there and it works. In a later interview, she said, I don't know if it was good enough, but her boss said, keep working on it because he couldn't stop singing it. Well, damn straight.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah.
1: I mean, it just taps into so many things. Yeah. And if you kind of wonder...
0: If you're listening to this podcast, you have some fondness for the past, some some sense of nostalgia,
1: and some of that is pointed back at your childhood. So it's pretty clever. I don't think I've really bought anything at Toys R Us. I may have bought like action figures there in the 80s. That would be about it. Yeah. I don't think I
0: shopped there in the 80s. I shopped there when I had little
1: kids. Right. I think this is one of those stores that we were a little too old for. To, to I mean like it, it didn't become popular until after we were out of our toy phase.
0: Yeah, mainly I remember like footage at the local Toys R Us in Oklahoma City when they're all out of Cabbage Patch dolls and the parents yeah. are fighting over it. You know, that's exactly. kind of my connection to Toys R Us. I'm like, that sounds like a scary place. I don't
1: want to go in there. <laughs> it's a good idea. I mean, it just it doesn't work anymore. I'll
0: get my Lego brand building block someplace else.
1: God, can you imagine how much... How, how much less fun it would have been collecting Star Wars action figures in the late 70s if you could just go online and buy them at Amazon? It
0: would have been a completely different deal, yeah.
1: Yeah. It wouldn't be like, you know, I finally found a Boba Fett.
0: Yeah. I went to Target when we were on vacation. I found this one
1: figure tucked in the back. Yeah. 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 That, was, that was the fun. As you go to the store, you never knew what you'd find. You know, or trying to convince my mom to keep buying stormtroopers. She's like, "You already have a stormtrooper." I'm like, "Yeah, but they never act alone. You have Do to. You have- know how many stormtroopers I need to get this pulled off here, mom? It's like I need none of them least can shoot. Can I have to. They have to swarm the enemy because they can't shoot. <laughs> like, I need at least 12. She's like, "You can have at least. You can have at most two, just in case one breaks." So it's like, "Break a stormtrooper? First accident? <laughs> yeah, I broke him. Well, where is he? I don't. know. I lost him too." Uh, if you ever wanted to know what happened to Linda, she's done pretty well. Her current advertising agency, the Kaplan Thaler Group, are the masterminds behind the Aflac Duck. So there you go. Oh my gosh, you got to be kidding. Okay, Brad, it's your turn. See if you can beat that earworm. I cannot, but I can give you something more delicious.
0: One, two, one, two, three, four, give me a break, give me a break. Who would eat a Kit Kat bar right now?
1: Hands up. Um, <laughs> I don't like them. Oh, okay, good. More for me. <laughs> I liked Watch and I liked Rolos. Oh yeah, and oh, and Twix. Oh god, Twix better than Twix. Twix. Peanut M and M's. Oh yeah, peanut M and M's for sure. Yeah, Snicker bars. I was like, I like eh, texture. I much. want some texture in my candy bars. <laughs> I understand the story for this one goes way back. Uh, um, yeah. I was doing some research and I saw that it goes all the way back to the 18th century when mutton pies in England were called Kit Kats. Why, we do not know. <laughs> but, hmm. I, meow. Um, <clears throat> I guess the origins of what we now know as the Kit Kat brand go back to 1911 when a um, candy company based in York – not New York, just York – Regular old York. Yeah, trademarked the terms Kit Kat and Kit Kat, one with a C, one with a K. Hmm. The version that we hear now, the give me a break, which is still in use today, came about 1986. It was the DDB advertising agency. Everyone write that down. Another <laughs> trivia question that will get us murdered because <laughs> we went to the trouble of finding out. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if we did that on the cruise? Oh Name the gosh. ad agency responsible for the Kit Kat commercials. People would just be like. They, they would. They would literally. They would just leave. They would just get up and they, walk out. They would flip the paper in the air they, and walk out. They, they would flip the table,
0: give us the bird, <laughs> and walk out. Maybe if they yeah. had a drink, they'd throw it in our face.
1: <laughs> Be good theater. You well, have drinks to admit. Drinks are free on the eighties cruise. So yeah. yeah. So there's no downside. Just have to wait in yeah. line again. Just. We don't get them for free because we're talent. But. Well, that's what they tell us. <laughs> if you're going to dump them on us, at least wait for us to open our mouths so we can, you know. Enjoy a, a free one. On the- mm, delicious. <laughs> anyway, um, over the years, versions of this have been recorded by uh, Carrie Underwood, Sean Colvin, whoever the hell that is. I'm so, I'm so, <sighs> I'm so hopelessly out of touch with modern music. But anyone who's anybody's ever has recorded uh, the Give Me a Break jingle, and that's just fine by me. Mm,
0: now I want some candy. Give me some sugar, Spearsy. Give me some sugar, baby.
1: Okay, we got one last one to go. Anyone want to bet on what it's going to be? Because, frankly, we could use the money. <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong. Pay me $5. Uh, nope. Here it is. Good days start with great mornings. The day's looking new and bright. And you're going to start it right. Folger's starting to brew. The aroma's calling you. The best. Nothing brightens your morning like mountain-grown Folgers Because mountain-grown coffee has more enticing aroma and richer flavor than any other kind
0: That rich aromatic blend is your
1: best morning friend Starts you off feeling good, the day goes like it should The best part of making up is Folgers in your
0: cup Coffee Coffee
1: Coffee now! <laughs>
0: Everyone likes coffee, right? If you don't, I don't know why we're talking. Folgers has been around for over 150 years, but that jingle wasn't created until 1984. Wow. Yeah. The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup has been featured in almost every Folgers ad since then. Uh, The lyrics were written by Susan Spiegel-Solovey. That's a triple alliteration. Nice job, Mr. and Mrs. Spiegel-Solovey. And Bill Vernick. And the music is by Leslie Pearl.
1: I think I've heard never-ending versions of this one. I think I remember Bonnie Tyler did one. I remember Aretha Franklin did one. Yeah. And what I always think is interesting about this one is the commercial could be about everything else in the world, but they they find but at least they squeeze it in at the very end. Yeah, it's like the little tagline jingle. Um, I yeah. think Paul Stanley did
0: a cover of it or did a version of it. That's I so cover. weird. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, Paul drinks coffee after a long night of rocking and rolling all night, you know, so he can party every day. A little coffee. That makes sense.
1: I read this bizarre factoid, and I don't know if it's true or not, because sometimes on the internet uh, you, you are somewhat misled. Abigail Folger was an heiress to the, to the Folger fortune. I try saying that. But she was also a friend of uh, actress Sharon Tate, so you can see where this one's going. Oh, no. And so, yes, she was one of the five victims murdered um, oh my gosh. in 1969 by the Char- the Manson family. That's, that's chilling. Yeah. Even more chilling, though. Because <laughs> I was sitting here thinking about, there's so many interesting, like, coffee loves to tell a story with their commercials. Sure. Because
0: they want to be like, look at this beautiful lifestyle you'll have if only you drink our <laughs> brand of coffee.
1: That's funny. Steve
0: never records a second podcast at home.
1: I don't know if I've even had Folgers, to be honest. I thought it was an instant coffee, but I'm thinking of something else. This
0: just makes me sound like such a coffee snob, but I was sitting here thinking, can you even buy coffee in a can anymore? I don't even know. Sure. Like, coffee cans is what all our grandparents and parents kept everything in in the garage, right? Oh, all the nuts go in that one and the bolts go in this one. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I buy my coffee in these foil bags, and then I grind it, and then I make coffee out of it, and then I drink it, and my children say, oh, my God, I can't believe you're drinking that. It's so dark and bitter. I'm like, yeah, just like your father. He's more machine now than man, twisted
1: and evil. I make coffee with the K-Cup machine. Okay. It's weird. Because of work, I sometimes get to review um, items you know, that people sure. buy on Amazon. And there's this one coffee company that continues to send me like mad huge boxes of K-cup machines for like every kind of flavored coffee there is, Cuban coffee, double oh caffeinated, my gosh. half caffeinated, um, tea. In fact, when when I'm hopped up on tea, it's thanks to uh, a company uh-huh. I will not name. Who are you? Dr. Michael. Huffer. Dr. Havar. <laughs> Interesting. Well, that's uh, you know, that's not all bad. No I know but I feel bad cuz I know that like, using K-cups is like not the most irre- you know not the most responsible uh,
0: Yeah they're pretty unrecyclable which is a very unpopular position here at the Williams household, but
1: yeah, know. I know. I, I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a good way. I just, no, I know. I know when, when faced with a mountain of K cups, one tends to drink them and just <laughs> thanks yeah. oneself because they were there. <laughs> I don't know why I'm referring to everything in a third person. Anyway, the point being that, um, I don't know if you remember, but back in 2009, Folgers had a holiday campaign called coming home where, uh, Long-forgotten long brother Peter shows up at his parents' home after returning from a stint as a volunteer in West Africa, and Mm. his sister answers the door, and the two of them make, like, googly eyes at each other for a good few minutes. (laughs) Here's how it sounds.
0: I must have the wrong house.
1: Sister? (laughs) Oh, I missed you so much. They waited up all night for you, you know— Long way from West Africa. Oh, real coffee. He's here.
0: I brought you something from far away.
1: (laughs) Really? Oh. (laughs) What are you doing? You're my present this year. (laughs) The best part of waking up is folders in. The ad, I guess, was, was uh, scrutinized for implying sexual tensions between Peter and his sister. I'm sorry about my brother. I know he's insensitive. He's had a hard life. Dad used to beat him up. Good. You know,
0: I mean, I watched it and I, I don't know. Uh, maybe there's something there, but you know somebody on, wants. are looking. To... If you're looking for smut, you're gonna find it. It's just, it's
1: just, a, it's a silly commercial, and it it, it does it does add new meaning to the best part of waking up. But that's you know, uh, neither here nor there. Super class. Anyway, you know what else is neither here nor there? The, the segues. Ah, the sound of listener mailbag. We got a letter mm. this week from our old friend and, and former co-host Chase Squires, who now lives in Ecuador. Hmm. Brad, why don't you read it? Apparently, they have the internet in Ecuador, which is a good thing.
0: And k Those things are everywhere. Chase writes, hey, guys. I look back at growing up in the 80s, and man, so much of my life and the world today is stuff we never saw coming in the 80s. Think about it. The idea of carrying a phone around. Never mind that it's not just a phone, it's magically connected to all the information and entertainment in the world at all times. The internet? I was trying to write programming loops that spelled out dirty words on a TRS-80 as I tried to pass my comp sci class using BASIC. Now I'm sending you a note from my office in Ecuador. Streaming TV? Ordering anything you want brought to your home by looking at a screen? Music. I would sit by the radio for hours with my finger on the record button. Now I can download virtually any song instantly from the Russians for pennies or tell Alexa to play something. Fax machines were magic, but they used that funky rolled-up paper. I had a Rand McNally map book in my car for my rides from Massachusetts to South Carolina for school. And newspapers were a part of daily life. Even Harrison Ford's reading a paper in the, quote, future, unquote, at the opening scene of Blade Runner, set in 2019, now in the past. Ugh. 18-year-old me in 1984 never saw any of this shit coming. Facebook? Taking videos of your phone of everything that ever happens? Holy hell, we never even imagined how our lives would be three decades after the greatest decade ended. If you go back 30 years prior, to the 50s, things weren't that different. Hell, as the 80s began, my town didn't even have cable. Now I'm watching March Madness on a laptop as I type. So... If I'm allowed to transition from one seggy to another, I've spoken like a true former host, Chase Squire. Did everything turn out like we expected? Huh. That's an interesting question. Brad? I'm terrible at predicting... I can predict generally what I'm gonna have for lunch, but I'm not very good at predicting past that. I just I don't it's not some way my brain works. I will say I saw email coming just because in the eighties I was using email with my other super nerd friends at other campuses, but it was like this just just to form the address, it wasn't just like Steve at college dot school. It was you know, some long series of numbers to get to the gateway and some long number of series to get to the next gateway, and then maybe an account number that was another six or eight digits, so it was like not super intuitive, but I did see that coming. The computer carrying around that in my pocket that did everything I needed and could give me directions and order me pizzas, that I did not see coming.
1: I'm trying to think what turned out as we expected. I did expect newspapers and print, you know, magazines to, to die off. Print is dead. I just didn't expect it to be so quickly and so dramatically. <clears throat> even my mom, who's, who's ancient, as we now know. <laughs> we'll get to that later. And not listening to this week's podcast, even she canceled her print newspaper subscription. Wow. Um, but, but she's hung up on the idea that she, she needs a print TV schedule, which only the newspaper provides. And, TV Guide magazine, which I've offered to buy her, but she refuses to let me. Does, uh, is TV Guide magazine even available anymore? I think so, because I said, you know, how about I just buy you a, t- a subscription to TV Guide? She's like, no, no, don't you dare. So it's like, okay, okay, wow. I'll take that as a, I'll take that as a maybe. So that's I'll take that in her advisement. Yeah, <laughs> got it. And I'm like, well, you know, te- television has an on-screen entertainment guide. I can't use it. I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. I, Crazy. So I, I didn't, I didn't, I saw that coming, but not quite so severe. And I, I don't think anybody could have seen the um, streaming TV and the now the impending death of cable TV.
0: Yeah. I, I, I keep mean, trying
1: to prepare her for that too. I'm like, you know, cable TV is a real huge waste of money and you could do a lot better if you just, that just, you know, sets off seismic tremors. Yeah. <laughs> she gets it. She gets cable for free in her retirement community oh, in, in, well, her, in her go. condo. So it's like for her, it's like the idea just, that yeah, cable that that might could die. Go away. Is, yeah, she just doesn't want to uh, talk about that. That's that's not to be. That's not a topic to be entertained. Yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> I didn't see that coming really either. And I work in broadcasting, so I just was not paying attention.
1: I, I think I've told the story on the
0: podcast of the like the most insensitive thing I've ever said in a business meeting when we were just rolling out disney channel content on um uh, in the itunes store and someone asked if we should be sending captioned versions of these programs to apple for them to prep and i i said in the meeting with complete seriousness i said what do you want captions for for all the deaf people with ipods ooh i mean at the time i mean that was a that was a point directed at the market as it was right not yeah. the
1: market where it was going. We all stepped in our dick at one point or another. <laughs> so that was just your turn.
0: <laughs> uh, you know.
1: Anyway, if you ever want to ask us a question, send us an email to podcast at dot com. Just remember to put PPTMN in the subject line. Oh yeah. <laughs> Prepare to qualify. Hey, it's time for Stuck in the Arcade, our newest uh segi. I, I think it's pretty popular. I, I like it. I, I enjoy it, but Brad you know, likes it. It's Party two. So after the tremendously easy first installment, Brad decided to yank everyone's chain by making this week's ridiculously hard. Anyway, pay attention. Here was the uh, mysterious arcade sound. That's Paperboy. Oh boy, how insensitive of me to like trash. The whole industry just moments ago. <laughs> well, I mean,
0: I, I was a paper boy, so. Yeah. I don't think well, I, I was ever two. played this game, though. I
1: was too. I used to bag. Remember, I used to bag the newspapers as we you drove around. A, and, you,
0: you weren't a paper boy. You bagged papers. You didn't deliver oh. papers on a bicycle. Come on, man.
1: I, I was on my I had bike, to do.
0: riding around in the neighborhood, throwing the papers. <laughs> choo, choo,
1: choo. Only in Oklahoma, my friend.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's probably <laughs> true.
1: Only a few winners this time. Go ahead and read them.
0: Winners this week include Tom Corn in Austria, Dave in an undisclosed location, Alejandro Sticks Cardoso Solis from Tijuana, Mexico, Dallas in Saint Joe, Missouri, and Crispy Critter. Oh, nice! Yeah,
1: I love how Missouri and Missouri are practically the same word. I've never been there, but I'm just going to assume that that's you know fact-checked true.
0: You've never been to Missouri? No, I don't think so. I've been to Saint What's Louis. Have you been there? Uh yeah, it's it's the Midwest. I mean, I'm trying to think I I've been to Kansas City, but I think the Kansas City part I've been in is mostly Kansas. But but when you say it's the Midwest, and I've been to I've been to St. Louis as a kid. When
1: when you say it's Midwest though, is it like Ohio Midwest or or Indiana Midwest or uh, yeah, it's more of that than like
0: Wyoming. I mean, it's it's Well, Wyoming's not in the Midwest. No, it's not. It's the West. But, I mean, it's it's flat, it's green, there are trees, the cities are a little more sprawled out than they are in, like, say, San Francisco and New York, where you're geographically constrained, you have to go up. So they tend to spread out more than up. They're just, they're Midwest
1: cities. You know what freaks me about New York, and, uh, you know, I'm here for two weeks, and this happens every time. We're, I'm up, we're, in the, we're on the 12th floor, you know, of, yep. of this building. And I swear, it's like you hear everything as if you're on the ground floor, Like you can hear like dogs bark, cats meow. You know, somebody wants to drop an f bomb. You can hear everything twelve stories up. That's crazy. How high up do you have to be to not hear (laughs) New York? That's my question. I guess pretty far.
0: I would suppose. I mean, bounce off all that concrete all the way up to your window.
1: It's fun. No, it it is fun. Except for the days when they're working with jackhammers on the facade outside my window. It's it's fun. <laughs> oh my anyway, gosh anyway i'm I'm all over the place today. I'm telling I did have green tea earlier. It was iced, probably not as potent as the last time, or maybe my body's just kinda gotten used to it now. I don't know. I had a salad for dinner that might be screwing with me Ooh, right now <laughs> look at you so
0: healthy
1: <laughs> salad, no soda, only wine on weekdays.
0: So I had salad for lunch yesterday. I had two leftover pieces of pizza and I heated them up and I threw a handful of uh, arugula on top. So I called I that like a arugula pizza salad. Peppery. I love arugula. It's a Never vegetable. Thought I would.
1: It's a vegetable. <laughs> That's why I like it so much, my blue heaven. Anyway, spin the wheel. Let's find out who's a winner. It's peppery. I like peppery. Okay, here we go.
0: Not too many names, so the wheel's nice and light so I can give it a little just a little little tap here. <laughs>
1: Oh, nicely done. I'm still I'm thinking that the the earworm that's still with me the most is the best part of waking up. I, I can't get it out of my head now. So Steve's cake up in your head. Anyway, the winner is it's gonna be Dave in an undisclosed location, which is gonna make it hard for us to send you anything. <laughs> but uh we'll give it a shot. Dave, send us your postal address if you're if if you're okay with that, and we will send you a
0: Brad, postal friendly bottle opener. Well, oh, that was
1: nice. I liked the way you did that.
0: Well, I just sent out a mass of them today to uh, trivia winners from our virtual trivia session. Oh,
1: good. Yeah, oh, that was fun. Yeah, we did the virtual trivia a couple of weeks ago, and if you go to our f- official Stuck in the Eighties YouTube channel now, you can you can watch it. Is as, as if that would be a good use of your time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm having sorry. trouble sleeping? I, I am having trouble sleeping, so you should watch that uh, trivia recording. I'm gonna watch the trivia and I'm gonna take I'm gonna chase it with a couple of Unisom and see where we go. Uh in the meantime, here's this week's Mystery Arcade Sound. If you know it, email us at podcast at com looking for that Folgers transition here it's just not going to happen just mail us and find out if you're a winner we'll be right back after this commercial break Captain America here I need your help
0: battling the energy wasters the thermal thief the wattage waster and the cold air crook these insidious villains are probably in your home defeat the thermal thief by shutting doors waste the wattage waster by turning off unused lights Cool the cold air crook by shutting the refrigerator door.
1: Saving energy is everyone's business, so keep it up, America. And we're back. We've got a few minutes left. Can I extend apologies once again for calling my mom ancient? She's, I'm ancient. She's well-seasoned. She's experienced. Experienced. Uh, I'm ancient. Yeah. So on the other side of the coin, my mother,
0: dear sweet woman that she is, recently signed up for an AARP membership. What? I'm like, are you kidding me? She's like, oh yes, you know, I I realized you turned fifty and I meant to sign you up then. I'm like, Mom, what? I'm not retired. I'm not anywhere near retired. I you know, I'd love to be retired, but I think I need a little more cash to maintain my opulent lifestyle. My opulent podcaster lifestyle (laughs) needs funds to support. Yeah. I'm like, Really, Mom? Really? She's like, oh, the discounts are great. I'm like, are they that great? And now, I'm not kidding you, if you're members, like, let me just warn you, my mailbox is overloaded with stuff. Almost every day it seems like I get some special offer from the AARP. And I'm like, this is just like, it's a junk mail empire.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll say this one thing, to loop all the way back to the beginning. You know, uh, when I say, you know, I I could see print dying, one thing that'll never die The ARP magazine. That sucker's here to stay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That and AAA, the AAA magazine, same way. Exactly.
1: Anyway, if you have an idea for a commercial for us to feature in a future show, please email us. We're going to, I think what we're going to try to do is group them into categories or or maybe we'll continue with earworms. Only future Brad and future Steve know the answers to these questions. They are not talking. Yeah. But in the meantime, we, all four of us remain here, hopelessly, stuck in the 80s. Hey, wait a minute. My TV doesn't work. It's broken. What are we going to do tonight? Like, this isn't fair. We're hiding. We've got nothing left to do. That's what those TV And just a couple of groups.
0: Stuck in the 80s is now on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash stuckinthe80spodcast. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music, and thanks for listening. No!